Easter Sunday is here. Christ is risen. Alleluia. This was the resounding theme of Easter Sunday as our Savior has risen. We hope you enjoy this Easter Sunday episode of Faith on the Go podcast. Easter Sunday was April 9th, 2023. If you enjoy this podcast, please like and subscribe to our channel to get more podcasts like this in the future. The first reading is from the book of Acts, chapter 10. Peter's sermon, delivered at the home of Cornelius, a Roman army officer, is a summary of the essential message of Christianity. Everyone who believes in Jesus, whose life, death, and resurrection fulfilled the words of the prophets, receive forgiveness of sins through his name. We read, Peter began to speak to the people. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is from the book of Colossians, chapter 3. Easter means new life for us, as it first meant new life for Christ. His resurrection reshapes the entire focus and motivation for our lives, since we are now hidden with the risen Christ in God. We read, If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. This is the word of the Lord. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 28th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. After the Sabbath... As the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly 
and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. And I invite you to join with me now in a word of prayer. Oh God, we thank you for the gift of this day as we gather with your church all over the world, as we remember the surprising news that what we had expected, that what we anticipate, that what we think of as inevitable, you are transforming and changing. You are changing us and transforming us and coming to us ever new. Thank you for the message of Easter, for that first Easter and for its continued message for us in these days and in this time. Come to your church afresh. Raise us up to proclaim your victory over sin and death, over all that holds us captive to live as free people, as, as a new creation. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Let the church say, amen. So we heard this image in the second reading today, when Christ, who is your life, is revealed. Sometimes faith is mistaken for certainty. Sometimes faith is mistaken for certainty. We live in a world that values certainty as a sign of accomplishment and competence and success. And we rely on certainty when it comes to things like the laws of physics or the predictability of the seasons or the reliability of the goods and services that we depend on. And sometimes religion can lend itself to this by commending things like strongly held beliefs, indisputable positions, and authoritative doctrines. And yet, the reality of daily living often doesn't fit neatly into such a framework. Life is complicated. Things don't always work out the way that you expect. Those who yearn for certainty in the midst of life's challenges and risks, discover the sobering truth that the one thing you can be absolutely sure of in life is the experience of suffering and loss. While you might compensate for that by ignoring it or denying it for as long as you can, the startling message of Easter invites a different approach. It doesn't offer you a doctrine to believe or an opinion to hold. 
but rather an unexpected encounter. An unexpected encounter right in the middle of the inevitability of suffering and death that confronts us all. It is bafflingly elusive and yet remarkably resilient and hopeful. And it bestows power to transform your approach to life with gifts of enduring love, compassion, and trust. Our world is languishing in many ways under the cumulative effect of many generations' attempts at grasping a sure thing, at grasping after certainty. The desire to secure a fortune has led to innumerable moral compromises that people have made with outcomes that often weigh the heaviest on the most vulnerable among us. The desire to win has led to bitter clashes and divided communities between competing positions that erode our sense of a common good connecting us to our neighbor. And our means of providing for the demands of life have proven unsustainable within the boundaries of our terrestrial home. In the face of such crises, some may feel that faith is a foolish and irresponsible option. And if it's only an excuse to continue what we've always done, then perhaps it is. But church, the invitation of Easter is about as far from what we've always done as you can get. The message we heard today is about as far from that as you can get. Today's readings are filled with the unexpected and the question of how to comprehend something so unbelievable and new. They invite you to glimpse again, past centuries of ecclesiastical accretion, the startling newness of disciples who were confronted with what nobody expected. The story of Easter is about having your expectations dashed and the possibility of God encountering you in your grief and your helplessness with a wonderful surprise. Sometimes the more success that you've enjoyed in life, the harder it is to imagine the desperation that is represented here in these stories. Like the disciples, the impulse when you are faced with your failures and disappointments is often to hide, to hide and run away. Or sometimes the weight of grief that just pushes down on you so hard And the troubles that you're going through get so heavy that you can't even think what to do next. Suffering can convey the terrible and haunting question of God's remoteness and the uncertainty of what this means for you. An overlooked truth about resurrection is that it cannot be experienced without death. You cannot have resurrection without death. It is not simply an idea, but church, rather, it is a direct confrontation with the terrible question of God's remoteness and the heavy weight of suffering 
everywhere. Jesus' agonized cry from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, reflects the pain of all who suffer. Resurrection brings you face to face with this, as surely as it did for Jesus, as surely as his invitation for you to take up your cross and follow him. As he demonstrated in his own body, this is where God promises to meet you, to reveal the strength of a love that death cannot destroy. Central to our celebration today is the sign of baptism, which is your sharing in Jesus' death and resurrection even now, even as your heart is still beating and you are still breathing, your lungs are filling with oxygen long before the moment of your own physical death. The truth of Resurrection Church is that its power isn't reserved for some later time after you die. But as surely as Jesus met the women on the road and encountered his astonished and flabbergasted followers, he comes to communities of faith in every age with new life where you would least expect it. Instead of certainty, he invites trust and the willingness to follow where he is leading the way. In baptism, church, you have been raised with Christ. You have died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. The same power that raised Jesus from death is at work in you, revealing the fullness of God's glory alive in each person and inviting you ever deeper on the path of trust and hope. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.